You're watching WRKM Channel 22, number one in the region. Good evening. I'm Ralph D. Martins, and this will end in darkness. As I'm sure you know, we here at WRKM always make sure to give holidays something, maybe not entirely what they deserve, but a little nod. So, Because, you know, they're part of everyday life. And even in the darkness, you can celebrate some things, celebrate the important things in life. You can celebrate things like Mother's Day this weekend. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there. You deserve it. Being a mother is a very challenging role in life. One that I guess Joseph Campbell kind of talks about in a way where it's almost forgotten about in most myths because the mother is with you all the time. Her journey is known to you. You know where it ends, kind of. It ends with her raising you, at least in your frame of mind. That's how you view her journey. And the father you tend to long for, he's away, you go to search him out to find out who you are via that relationship. But, oof, hitting the technology, equipment bumps, but you do this in a sense without even knowing it, you know, so you do take for granted the mother's journey. You know, I have never, well, it depends because I haven't as much, you know, I think every child does you know, what's the word? Take, not take advantage, but yeah, I guess not give proper due all the time. You know, you miss out on certain things. You don't appreciate as much as you probably should. And I think when it comes to the parent-child relationship, there's always more appreciation than there should be, you know, given. Like, there's, there's, they're missing some. You, got, you always got to add more. Whatever you think you're giving, add a little bit more. Like a .5. I do think that when it comes to mothers, I have a very different relationship with my mom. Because her journey, I was actually on on her journey. She had me at 15. So I was actually on the journey with her. So in my dynamic, it's a little different, you know. I never underrate her um, abilities in the things she does for you because you have to understand, I saw someone become an adult who was also my mom. I saw all the trials and tribulations. I, I, I had to witness things most children would have never got to see from their parent. So it is interesting to be able to be the recipient of those moments and at times you do take them for granted. You know, you do forget about them because they get so caught up in the mythology of your own life, how you relate to the events that occurred. You can miss out on some golden gems. So I think Mother's Day as a day is always nice to have because it reminds you, you know, it's dusting off the record going, hey, here are the achievements, and they were great achievements. Now, not everyone has a good relationship with their mom like I do. You know, I, I feel bad for them. You know, but if you don't, that doesn't mean there isn't a woman in your life that hasn't been there for you. That can be a mother of sorts. You know, 
I know people tend to be a little bit more, some people tend to be sticklers for the rules of is this a person and actually a mother or not. I disagree. I think you can have, you know, more than one mom. I believe, well, I don't know. My, my grandma was young too. So it was kind of like being raised to her kid too. So I used to call her mom, my mom, mommy. But now I call my grandma, grandma. I call my mom, mom. There was a promotion there. In words. But, you know, I think any woman who's willing to take the chance to mentor, you know, I think starts off as a sister, becomes an aunt, and then through the the sheer amount of time can become a mom to someone. I think two things define the role of mom. Either they're your blood relation or they've put the time in to in, to ensure your success, your life, your well-being. I do think time should mean something. I do think some people put in the time without even knowing it. My mom always believes that women are at their base guided by love. And it may take them places they never expected to be. I think that's why she likes the Wonder Woman movie so much. Because that is what that movie's about. You know, like you can put all the tropes on it you want. But in essence, she fights because of love in a really beautiful way. Like that No Man's Land, that no Man's Land sequence we've talked about on the show before. Is amazing. You know, and it's a, it's guided by love. You know, my mom has a real... She's a real stickler for that with movies. Real stickler for that. She has to feel emotionally attached to them. Especially if they involve a woman. If she doesn't care about a woman, it, it doesn't matter if it's a woman. It doesn't... The identity is not enough. She has to meet you on a real emotional level. Other people can get around that. You know, they'll forgive some of the acting. No, my mom's not like that. Even if it's, like, overacting, she wants you to fucking emote. You know what I mean? Make her feel like you, you feel it, too. That's why I always enjoy her show choices. They vary, you know? They vary from, like, the top of, like, HBO, Golden Age TV to, like, the weirdest little soap opera. But they all have that high emotion, intense emotion kind of streak. And because she is very intense, I am very intense. I think in good ways. You know, when we want to do something, we do it. And it's just, we're going to get, we're just going to do it. It's not, we're not thinking about the plan. You know, we just start with, okay, so like if we're doing this next week, let's start. I don't know how to put it because it's not necessarily planning. It's just the energy, the go. We have the go. Let's put it that way. If any given day you want to just go somewhere, we used to do that all the time. We just get up and go to Coney Island, get up and go to the movies. You know, that is something we always just did. You know, we never understood the idea of just staying home. You know, like if you're bored, go do something, you know. And maybe that's because she was a young mom, too. You know, like it's, it's a little different when you're an older mom. You can't get up and go like you used to. Even though I've watched her do it with my brother, she still has to get up and go a bit. You know, she still does it. But, you know, it's just not as frequent, you know. She's just older. It's how it works. But I always got that from her. Like, why wait? You know, why can't I just do that now? And that's kind of how this happened. You know, one day I was sitting around pandemic going, I, I, I used to like doing podcasting. I'll do that again. Now there's a visual component to it, which I always wanted. So I'll do that, and I just got up and go and just bought the equipment. Now here we are. WRKM gave me nothing, as always. I give them hours of content. Nothing for old Ralph. But, to go back to moms. (laughs) Even though this should go together with moms, because my mom would like me to get paid for this. So you'd be doing, matter of fact, that would be a Mother's Day gift to my mom. If you could do that, is like, subscribe, share, and get me some more plays. Because the more plays you get me, 
the closer to ad reads I am. And then I read them, and you have to listen to them. That, that's, that's part of it. Um, and then I get paid. Moms like when kids make money. Remember that. But I think with my mom, it was always about, are you happy? And that's what I always appreciated. There was a happiness component to things. It wasn't always necessarily, what kind of success are you going to have? It was more, are you going to be happy? You know, and are you going to be a decent person? I think I turned out to be a decent person. John's the better person, without a doubt. He's clear. listen, he's clearly the best. I'm like... The first version, experimental, but you do get moments of brilliance from time to time. Not to my own horn. Two. 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 I do have flashes of brilliance. How often do they show up? Well, once a decade so far. That's not true. I did a couple of good things. I did a couple of good things, all because of my mama. I had support of my mama. You know, one time, it's one of those ridiculous mom and son stories. I had these two turtles, Shaq and Kobe. Because they were two turtles. And I have a theory that when New Yorkers buy... Those little baby turtles on the street. It's really because of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like that. Be, that had to have become a thing afterwards. Because it's almost too easy. You know what I mean? It's too easy of a market to get into. Ninja Turtles in New York to eat pizza. Let me sell baby turtles. Like it's almost too easy of a marketing plan. And here's the thing. He's still out there selling these turtles. Legalities be be damned. He does not care. Now I'm not trying to blow up his spot because Griff has got a Griff. You know what I mean? But they didn't last long. That was the problem. And I really couldn't afford to go to a real pet shop at the time. I just couldn't do that. I was broke. Well, we were broke. I'm not going to be the solo person here, the kid going, I was broke. No, she was broke too. <laughs> no, we were doing all right. That's one thing I said. I never really, there were very few times I ever had to worry with her. Very few. One, because she had a really bad ammonia where she was like out of work for like weeks. And then... Yeah, then the other time, you know, more recent, a bit more personal to talk about. But, you know, only I think those only two times I've ever been really worried at the state of what's going to happen with this woman. And there's something to say for that. There's something to say for that. There is, as a mom, there's a level of kabuki theater you have to perform sometimes to cover the... The issue's going on. Every mom goes through that. I've noticed that. Like, the more moms you meet, and even young moms, like friends of mine who are moms, you start to see it. There's a level of, I'm going to mold this world for you. You know, I'm going to give you the mythology, and this is how you should see it. And, you know, it, it is bizarre it is bizarre, but it's almost mandatory. You can't get away from it. You know, it, it's so required in a world like ours. You know, and that's not to say that they're, they're misleading, but they are showing you what emotionally they have figured out intuitively that there are other ways around things other than breaking them. Because that's, you have to understand, like, especially as a man, that's where you're coming from. You're taught tools with your hands and shit. You make everything with your hands. Like, everything's with your hands. 
you know, you it's just this weird boy logic of I saw I, I, this kid angers me, I, I beat him up. You know, I, I, that's how we deal with things. So with moms, you don't really appreciate the levels of influence they can have with just words alone. I don't know a man in this world whose mom can tell him I'm disappointed in you and that dude don't break. Like, you have to have, like, the worst relationship with your mom and you don't break to that. That's wild, you know? So for me, the way I see it, you know, we got to give praise. You know, it, it's, it's working on a higher level than we could possibly understand. But back to my friends Shaq and Kobe. My two turtles, my beloved turtles. I fed them all the time. My mom did the cleaning of the tank. I will cop to forgetting sometimes. But one day, we had just come back from church. And Shaq and Kobe weren't moving. Now I know that sometimes turtles go into a weird state where they have really small breaths. But they didn't have that. They had no breath at all. They were kind of down for the count. Right? All I know is, my mom grabbed those turtles. She went to the sink. And it's some like cold water shock therapy. And them motherfuckers were alive. For two more weeks. Did my mom perform a miracle? Yes. I don't think your moms did. My mom did. Hmm. Literally, put just faucet on the coldest water setting. Three times, too. Three times. Dudes lived another two weeks. Now, did she try again? No. Because, listen, we both agreed, if it's their time to go, it's their time to go. Did Now, did she extend the torturous life of two turtles who probably really wanted to die? Yeah, but to be fair, she did extend two weeks of bliss for her child. And that's what matters. It's not about the turtles. It's about me. Being happy. People would find it insensitive towards the turtles, but they're in a better place now. They don't care. They don't care. Or do they? Maybe the bad luck in my life has come from these haunted ass turtles. They're ghosts following me everywhere. I believe the Tainos believed a great turtle created everything. I could be wrong. Haven't done my research on Tainos. It's kind of hard finding books about them sometimes. Forgive me. I found one. Didn't finish it. But I, I believe it was a mother turtle. Whatever. Correct me in the comments. I dare you. Matter of fact, why don't you share this video to people who do know the answer so they can put the comments in the comment section and subscribe while they're there. If it means that much to you. Anyway. You know, maybe those turtles are haunting me now. That's why things are sometimes the way they are for me. But I will still choose to believe my mom performed a miracle. So, that's how I look at it. That's how you should look at it. You know, even grandmas are cool. Me and my grandma used to, like, go places, and she'd bring this little rock, and we'd kick the rock all the way there and kick the rock all the way back. Those are afternoons I'll remember for the rest of my life. I'll be doing that with my kids someday and my grandkid. You know, those little things. Who knows where she got that from, too? Probably some old ancestral thing that happened years when we were cavemen. Like, two of them did it and then just kept going on for years. Some primal little thing of kicking the rock. Yet, you know, bonds two people for life through generations. Becomes a kind of ritual of love that one has performed with another one. A family member. That's beautiful. 
It's beautiful shit. My other grandma, my dad's side, she used to let me sleep over on the weekends and Sunday morning without fail, wake me up early so we could go get McDonald's breakfast. Didn't matter what the weather was, we were getting this McDonald's. Those pancakes are delicious. They are delicious. The eggs, mmm. I don't trust the eggs, but I trust the pancakes. They were delicious. That syrup is delicious, but she did it without fail. Now, in hindsight, probably not the best idea with this gut, but my metabolism was super strong then. She couldn't have seen what was going to happen. She couldn't have seen my love for IPAs catching up with me eventually. And they did. I can no longer drink them. I'm just too big. It's time to stop. Maybe it started with the McDonald's and the overindulgence. And it's just that one time at the bars, that one time McDonald's. I've got to get to the end of the week to get my prize, man. Just got to get to the week to get to the end of my prize. Maybe my grandma made me an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't say that with a straight face. Because I imagine someone from my family watching this and telling this to her in Spanish. Ralph <laughs> says she made him an alcoholic. No, she didn't. I wasn't an alcoholic either. I was the binge drinker. That's different. Once again, I believe the therapist calls this justification. But these are the women in my life, man. My great-grandma was cool too. Super dope. She took me to school all the way up until junior high. It was annoying. I hated it, but then I grew to love it because my family was so scared. You understand? I was the youngest boy. They had big dreams for me. They've all been let down. <laughs> okay. Actually, I probably exceeded a few of them just by, you know, not going to jail. Did good on that. But she would take me to school all the time. Me and this six-year-old woman walking in to IS-318. She would, you know, walk a little slower so I could be with my friends in front. But she had to be there. To the point where after a while, oh shit, it's grandma. And everyone would walk with me and my grandma. It was always fun. She became a character. She became the mascot of this young crew of boys talking about wild-ass shit and weird 9-11 conspiracy theories. And is Alex Jones telling the truth about a Multi-million dollar cabal, like. Beautiful. You know, even when she got sick, you know, she had Alzheimer's. Still cool. So funny. So funny. Now, I don't know if it's necessarily, it's funny now. Could have turned out okay. But she was a... She was, all right, so she had Alzheimer's. She was really fast. Really fast. You had to keep your eye on her. Because she wanted to run out the door and go hang out with her friends. I thought she was asleep. Turns out she faked me. Which, listen. For the stage of Alzheimer's she was at, that's fucking impressive. That she hatched this plan, remembered it, and committed to it. You know? Maybe we should have looked at it differently at the time. But now we know. But I go use the bathroom. Of course, you close the door. I want her to see me use the bathroom. But took my eye off her. And she slowly made her way to the door. And left the apartment. And didn't slam the door, mind you. No, no, no. She knew enough to... Gently close it. I get out the bathroom from doing my thing. She's gone. I think she went to the kitchen. Not in the kitchen. Not in the living room. Not in my grandmother's room. 
This is my great grandmother, by the way. Now my uncle's room. Looking around, looking around. I, I don't see her. I call my grandmother. This old lady left. What do you mean? She left. She's not here. My grandma freaks out. Luckily, she was like by, you know, home at the time. So she's got all the other old ladies looking for this old lady. I'm running all 20 flights of 24 Humble in Bushwick, every floor looking for my great grandmother. Thinking, oh my God, she's gone. Someone's going to kidnap her. To be honest, though, she was 60 something and had Alzheimer's. Would she have been a good kidnapping candidate? Probably not. But you don't think about those things at the time. I don't know what's going to happen to this old lady. What if she walks into the street? She's been telling stories recently. She's been calling me different names. Can't trust her walking down the street. So eventually, my grandmother finds her walking back to the building with a can of Pepsi in her hand and change. This woman had no wallet. She was in a nightgown. I have no idea how she got this money. I have no idea how she got this soda. But she told my grandmother, well, I got thirsty. But she told my grandmother, I got thirsty and I want to get a soda. But we had soda in the house. That's what got me. There was soda in the house. There was two big two liter bottles of Pepsi in the house. She could have asked me to pour it. I did everything for my great grandma. She was my homie. We would play fight. Probably not the best thing to do for an Alzheimer's patient. She had a little, you know, swing. She was powerful. If she caught you in the right section, you were going to sleep, bro. Right on the button. But that was my great-grandma. And then, you know, that's when you realize that put her in a home. You know, that's when you start realizing those things. That... It, it's tough, you know. You can't, you can't be as appreciative to the mother figure as you would have liked to have been. But the key is, and I think I figured it out. Just show the appreciation you can, and they always know. They always know. They never forget. Your mom never forgets the things you do. Like literally, till this day, my mom will talk about some dumb thing I did years ago. That she found was funny. You know, my grandma does it with me. My great grandma used to do like, it. That, that just stays. So as long as you are someone who appreciates your family and appreciates the mothers in your family, you will never be forgotten. You know, but at the same time, you receive all these beautiful gems of love that, let me tell you, it's hard out there. So you need that kind of love. You need that kind of excitement for you. They always want you to win, you know. And once again, if you don't have that mom, You've got women in your life that do that for you. Maybe not as deep as you would like it to be, but you got to start building that kind of relationship. Find a mom where you can. They're essential. They are essential to people. How you build them. You know, men always complain, women are a little crazy, but to be honest with you, if they don't navigate the pathways in the mind, we weren't going to do it necessarily. Very few of us were thinking of navigating those pathways. We were more than fine with the way barbaric, barbaric, barbarism, barbarism, that's the word, Ralph, it's barbarism, how barbarism worked out, we were totally fine with that. Very few of us went, let's think beyond it, Right? You only get that with moms. Sorry. That's the way I see it. You only get it with moms. Moms are important. That's how this guy looks at it. So happy Mother's Day to my mom, my grandma, my other grandma. I guess my great-grandma, 
She's probably in heaven now. Like, again? With Happy Mother's Day? Like, I'm over this. I'm in paradise now. I don't even feel this. Like, all right, damn, lady. Ain't got to be all that mean about it. And all the moms out there, all the grandmas out there, all the great-grandmas out there. And if you're lucky, some of the great-great-grandmas out there. There's, there's some old-ass people out there. Some old-ass people out there. Still pushing, still checking along. And thinking about moms, I started thinking about, well, kind of came to a head. Kevin Samuels, controversial um, dating advisor, passed away this week. I enjoyed the grift that was Kevin Samuels. Not to say he didn't have good advice from time to time. You know, I think he was very much of the idea of you should value yourself know what you bring to the table and be understanding to another person's plate. And if you are going to engage with someone, understand what they're going through, know what you're going to get, you know, but then it would also get into this weird place of, you know, you should only kind of box your weight class, which listen, that, that all depends. I've seen guys box outside the weight class and do just fine. You know, it's a bit bizarre, but it does in fact happen. So, Kevin Samuels passing away, there was a lot of feelings about it because he did cause a lot of controversy during his time on Earth. A friend of mine said he got to die a villain. Not many men can pull that one off. And he's not wrong. He is not wrong. That is a tough one to pull off. Sorry, we are adjusting the sound live to make sure you were getting the best audio equipment possible. The other mic is a little on the fritzy, so we pulled out the pod Mikey. But it is interesting to see the outpouring of whether you're a pro this guy, anti this guy, how everyone's feeling. So let's talk about it with Revolt Black News. Revolt Black News has confirmed reliable sources from reliable sources. See, I can't read for shit. That the YouTube sensation self-proclaimed relationship guru Kevin Samuels has passed away today. May 5th. He was known for dating advice in YouTube videos where he operated under the self-proclaimed image consultant. This is one of my new favorite grifts. All-time top grift right now. Image consultant. Everyone thinks there's some kind of image guru. Everyone thinks they can sell you better than you can sell yourself. The truth is, if you just had some confidence about it, most of you could sell who you are. It wouldn't be the worst. You'd actually do pretty well for yourself. You know, but what he does sell is confidence and very basic rules. You know, same thing as Gary V. You know what I mean? Same thing as, you know, Simon Sinek we spoke about a while ago. All the profits are fake. You know, we talk about it all the time. Was Kevin, was Kevin Samuels fake to a degree? His ideas were no different than most misogyny, you know? Did he every now and then throw out a gem about, you know, communication? Sure. But he also said things like, if you live to 35 and you're not married, you're a leftover. You're a leftover. Men know you may have a problem. Whether you want to hear it or not, I'll go with you. I'm telling you the truth you don't want to hear. It's always interesting when people say, I'm telling you the truth you don't want to hear, because it always comes off like being an asshole. Doesn't it? It, it never really comes as real constructive criticism. There's always the edge of asshole in it. It's only that you can't give advice without being an asshole, so you kind of guide it under, I'm telling you the truth no one wants to hear. This, this happens all the time in other venues. I've seen many podcasters call themselves the reality check for pro wrestling. I find that to be ridiculous, because who wants to talk about the reality of pro wrestling when it's the fantasy we're interested in? And everyone knows it's fantasy anyway, so what reality are you telling us other than backstage gossip? And quote-unquote hot takes. They just really just shit on whatever's popular. Even though I enjoy contrarians to a degree... I get the griff. I'm not necessarily amazed by the griff. It's almost too on the nose. That's why I'm not a huge fan of the grift. But what I do know is Kevin Samuels was the master of the grift. He would go down in history as one of the greatest grifts of all time. 
you know, because he banked on the time, the tried and true, timeless battle of men versus women. It's always going to be good. It's gone from the beginning on the Garden of Eden. You know, this ancestral desire to be at odds with one another, it has permeated through whatever fucking genetics we're passing on. Genetic memory. Can we pass on memories through our genes? Apparently we can. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I'm trying to be one. On TV. See? See what I did there? Because I'm on WRKN. You guys don't care. But what I'm telling you is. You have to respect the grift. Because it's the oldest grift in town. And he somehow reinvented it. In a new way. Listen, he's just not that into you. That book was grifty too. You know, like ev- anyone who comes off as a love guru or a relationship advice guru. I mean, how many Teen Vogue magazines have you seen? Six ways to please your man. Like all this other shit. Just all these ideas that for the most part, they'll ask a doctor who's not really a doctor. And they'll give like a very vague quote of whether that idea works. Instead of doing, you know, the hard part was communication. How you ask these questions. Oh, but it's awkward. Just do it. I like awkward situations. Maybe I'm just a weird fucking person. But you could just communicate. Talk to each other. Talk to each other. Not so hard. See, I'm going to start making music now. I've done at least three singing bits on this show. So I'm going to start singing now professionally i've got an album coming out it's gonna be hot fire i don't know what my style would be maybe i go all hootie and a blowfish with it hootie i never understood the whole hootie and blowfish thing in the 90s i was too young you know like i I grew up in 88 i was born 88 you know what i mean like I, i was still a kid for a lot of that run and just didn't didn't see it. Now I guess I see it. Now, you know, him solo is pretty cool. But the name of the band just never. Damn, shitting on Who Eating and Blowfish on a Mother's Day episode. Who would have thought? But you gotta respect the Griffith one, Kevin Samuels, man. He got that off. He believed women didn't take enough accountability. Mm-hmm. I think it all depends on the maturity of the women. I think he, you know, I'll defend him a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook him up a little bit. I'm not going to let him go down like this. <laughs> Depending on the woman... He might be right. Listen, listen. A lot of y'all be out here saying, and not everything is for everybody. Well, maybe Kevin Samuels' advice wasn't for everybody. Maybe there's like a, a specific group of people. And I never, like, I really always thought it was a, a level. I feel like he was always saying common sense shit. With unnecessary assholery attached to it. So I don't know if it was necessarily the people who were dumb who were listening to him or maybe he was finding a new way to bring back old truisms. I don't know. I'm hit and miss on him, but I know I like the videos. I know. That this country would be very meaningless without its griffs. And he was one of the great griff masters. And you always know a great griff master when you see how many people try to take on his griff. Will fresh and fit rise to the occasion? Don't know. They might have taken too much heat. Might need a rebrand. But that's when you know a good grift. When a bunch of people jump in it and do it poorly. 
a lot of people were going to try to replace him. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Budden tried to replace him. I can see Joe Budden doing this as a rebrand. He's already in podcasting. He just has to make the pivot. It's a full-on relationship advice guy. Which, you know, he knows a lot about relationships. Particularly violence in them. And I say as someone who used to be a Joe Budden fan. So that's where the disappointment comes from. Pop, 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 pop. But maybe he makes the pivot. That's the thing. Of, it, it's not necessarily a generalized. It has, you have to understand. What I like about his grift was the image consultant part. He made it corporate. He corporatized some real pimp ass shit. Because a lot of that shit was pimp logic. I mean, can we not all agree? He dressed up a grift. He pushed that grift forward for generations later. That's how he'll be remembered to me. I don't, like... Yes, what he said was terrible, but... I mean, come on, like, the content, though, you know, it's like, this is the part where I'm a bad person, but I like really trashy content. He provided that. Relationship's gonna be easy. The problem is, if you're gonna, if you're gonna try to take his spot, he's already done corporate. You've gotta take it next level. I, I think too many people have used a religious angle, but if you can take it to another angle where it's like not religious, but like infuse some Buddhism into it, I think you could have something. I think you could have a real good relationship style grift in the vein of a Kevin Samuels, but you gotta get a, a yogi or something. You gotta get a guy who not only is a Buddhist monk, but he fucks. That's what you gotta do. That's the next level of grift. And I'm only saying this because I'm a fan of grifts and want to see the industry of grifting continue. As Terry Funk once said about pro wrestling, in order for there to be a business, you got to leave a business behind. So I'm thinking about the future. You got to make it, you got to go all in on the yogi stuff. It's the last frontier. Self-help has been using the yogi for years. It's been a very individualized thing that's had relationship components. But if you can infuse that into, like, hooking up with chicks and shit, oh, dude, that's the money. Because it's the, it, it comes off differently. It doesn't have the stench of, like, a, a, a player. You know what I mean? It's a yogi telling him this stuff. And it can't be Jordan Peterson because Jordan Peterson is just too white. He's white. I think the Canadian thing hurts him too. Being Canadian does hurt him. The problem is he he speaks in thought experiments, so you can't really nail him down to anything. That's why you have to only look at the books only and nothing more. Just take the books, skip everything else. That's how I deal with it. Because there are some conversations where I'm like, Jordan, you don't need to be saying that. I get we're in thought experiment time, but... Watch that one. Expect the flack for that one. I don't like censoring nobody, so just expect the flack and don't get mad at it. Work with it. Confront it. And he does, but... Just some topics I wish he just... Leave those alone, like Eric Weinstein back in the day. But anyway, enough of these grifters. Back to the new grifter we're building here. He's gonna have to be, like, straight up... Douse him... From Street Fighter, but have relationships. No one's seeing that coming. No one's seeing that coming. I like it. I like it. You can mix a little kung fu in it if you want. So he has something to sell other than relationship advice. Like he's also selling a way of life, kind of like, you know, martial arts thing. Maybe not martial arts, like... And not necessarily yoga either. It's got to be, you got to get both the guys and the girls. 
So, you know what I mean? So, I think maybe he starts off with some self-defense stuff. You know what I mean? Then gets into the relationship game. And then ultimately commits full Yogi. This is a three-stage grift we're doing here. Yeah, it's a, it's a brand new grift. People ask where I get my intelligence from. My mom. I think this way. All the business opportunities. Because of my mom. Now, my mom's a decent human being. A real good person. A real upstanding citizen. I enjoy me a grift or two. So. Not all kids turn out okay. <laughs> but they turn out okay enough. But no, Yogi Kevin Samuels, let's do it. I don't know who we do that with, but I think we can do it. I think we can. I just think there's so much going on in the world now with just symbols. For instance, Kevin Samuels is a symbol for dudes. He means something for for them that's different. You know, like, he gave me confidence or... He showed me how to operate in a world I couldn't operate in before, you know, for, with women and stuff like that. But at least with him, what he's got that other people don't have is he's got his footage, he's got his videos, he's got his content, so you never will misconstrued what he represented. In death, if he dies a villain, that's up the people to decide because the content's out there. Very few icons or famous people have that. Truly, they, ha- they don't have that. Because a lot of them, as they're dying now, a lot of their life and their thoughts were committed to just interviews, and you didn't know anything about them. They were mysteries. So you were able to imprint your beliefs on them. You were able to make that celebrity whatever you want that celebrity to be. And to be fair, I get it. To be fair, I get it. But that's why I think happened with this Marilyn Monroe, Kim Kardashian situation. Like, people had built up Marilyn Monroe for years. But I would argue most of them have never watched a Marilyn Monroe movie. Know what she did other than being pretty. They turned her into a talisman of being pretty. They said Kim Kardashian ruined the legacy of the dress. I ask. Did you think about this dress before Kim wore it? Probably not. You've turned me into a Kardashian defender. I hate how this is becoming. This is becoming a thief. But it feels like it's a little hack now. It's kind of boring to hate on Kim. She won. She won the game. I can't, hey, I can't hate the grift. She got her money. Good for her. But this idea that Marilyn Monroe means something in an age where her image is just put on T-shirts at Zara and that's where her legacy begins and ends unless you do actual research on it, unless you read books about her, unless like we have like very little film adaptations for her to really understand who she was. She was also herself a mysterious person. So it's a little weird seeing people get really hyped up about this dress. When mostly people don't give a fuck about Marilyn Monroe in the first place. We have to stop pretending we're experts on everything. Except for me. I don't have to do that. But everyone else has to. Like you have to. St- you don't care. You don't understand the legacy of the dress. You read it in an article and now you're spewing it out to people over the internet about why it's offensive that Kim wore that dress. Now, no offense to Kim. It wasn't a good pick for her. I didn't like it personally. I wasn't a fan. I was not a fan of the entire look. I'm not a fashionista by any means. But I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. And if if that was the only criticism, I could get it. But this fucking idea of this legacy shit, and what would Marilyn say? Hey, you know what Marilyn would say? Nothing because she's dead. 
You've turned her into a talisman of pretty. You took away more from her in death probably than she got taken away from her in life. Matter of fact, it's probably equal because that's what she was in, in life and that's what she is now in death. Just a talisman of pretty. And because Kim is not your standard of pretty, oh, wow, she can't touch that talisman of pretty. She can't reflect anything of that icon or even be considered in that icon shit because well, she's certainly not our style of pretty. She did something for the Met Gala. It's, it's, a, it's the pro wrestling entrances for celebrities. It's, wrestle, it's WrestleMania for them, dude. They do all this shit to get you upset. Y'all, y'all mad about a dress? Mad about a dress. Then there were people who were complaining that she lost weight to fit into the dress, which I found weird because these were people who I also knew would lose weight for dresses to go to weddings for friends they don't even like. Little weird considering. Little weird considering. But you know, this is kind of what happens to women in a lot of ways. They get stereotyped into these weird talismans. And you get men like Kevin Samuels and other grifters who kind of use that against them. Who use low-level IQ people. Grift them into believing these harsh divides and this objectification of women. There are very few clips I've ever seen of him helping women. That was like, that's good advice. Very few. But hey, to all the mothers that were insulted by him, he died the week of Mother's Day. That's a win. Then again, I think we both know how this one is going to end. 